This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. But Lewis Seen's name came up a lot, and, and just that uh, kind of uh, unique skill set that we can add to our back end, that kind of interchangeable feel that we can maybe have at that safety position, uh, it'll make for great competition because we feel really good, obviously, about Harrison Smith, uh, Cam Bynum, and the ability to add this player uh, in Lewis to compete in that room. And then uh, there's a lot of things you can do personnel-wise to you know, be dynamic on defense and, 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 and just those interchangeable pieces that allow us to put the you know, uh, put that master plan together uh, that Ed and his staff are going to do. I'm, I'm really excited about that. There he is, Kevin O'Connell, the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. So, yeah, that that was an interesting quote because he the the first part of it, kind of the lead up to the you know to the to the money part that Dex played there was that the Vikings talked to several players from the Georgia defense because how many Georgia did yeah. Georgia have like <laughs> seven defensive players? I think five went yeah, in the crazy, first man. round. Just ridiculous. Yeah, five. So yeah, so five players in the first round, and and the Vikings talked to pretty much all of them or a bunch of them, and asked each of them which of your college teammates would you love to take with you to the next level. And Lewis Seen's name up came up a lot. O'Connell said so. Interesting feedback there. All right, this speaking of feedback, this is Feedback Friday on Mackie and Judd Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment Therapy Speculation. Uh, we're coming off just. A ridiculously fun night at Surly Brewing Company. We, uh, we, and then all of you guys, the listeners and fans of Purple Daily and the Vikings, tapped out the Before I Die ale that they produced specifically for last night, a one night only thing. So, thank you for uh, being thirsty last night and somewhat angry, according to some of the feedback that we're getting here. So, we make these Friday shows all about you and your comments, critiques, concerns. And you can send us anytime during the week through the Score North app feedback via the quick message button toward the bottom. So let's just, the first section of this, boys, is just going to be pissed off fans. Okay. I must have sifted through 200 different emails via the Score North app from the middle of the draft last night till this morning. 90% of them are people just irate. That sounds about right. Happened. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds accurate. I'm with them. So yeah. let's talk through it. Let's talk through it here. Let's start with, well, let's start with Brad Tabas here. It's kind of an off-subject one via the Scornorth app. He says, am I the only one who thought that Judd looked like an old Kirk Cousins during the draft party last night? Oh, wow. That's, uh... Someone said that on the microphone yeah. last night, too. That yeah, you did. look like Kirk Cousins aged 25 years or something. I hope for Kirk's sake that's not the case, but I mean, I'll take it. Do you have a tube of rocks in your driveway where you take one out every month? <laughs> 
uh, no, and I don't have um, uh, meat to grill that, that is like somehow pure looking, which is also very odd. Yeah. I want to apologize too because I mixed up last week Kirk Cousins' favorite band. Yeah, you did. I said it was Nickelback. That was Creed. It was Creed. Oh, I didn't catch respect it. on Creed. Sorry about that. Sorry, sorry. Did to, you really? All, sorry to all involved. Did me. you really mix it up, Phil? I feel like those two bands are very interchangeable. Did you in really the late mix 90s, it up? Early two thousands. Just kind of put them in the same bin there. Okay, Jack Tobridge via Twitter says, "Is this how the Packers fans feel when their GMs make dumb decisions?" Lloyd Heim via the Scornorth app says, "Ouch." Fan from day one, nineteen sixty one. Norm Van Brocklin, Joe Cap, Chuck Foreman. Nothing like sitting at the old Met. Saw the ref get nailed with a Jack Daniels bottle after Drew Pearson threw down Nate Wright to catch the game winner for Dallas. Armin Terzian, yeah. And he's saying that's my history. And last night was not fun. Uh, yep. Led Zepp thirty three on Twitter said somewhere Spielman is laughing hysterically. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. Frank Marino via the Scorner app. Let me be very clear. The Vikings got the equivalent of the Montreal screw job in wow. Vegas last <laughs> night Dude. by their own general manager. You pick at 32. You pick at 32 because you won the Super Bowl, not because you're, you know, you're the Vikings. Right. They've had two losing seasons. They're not good enough to pick at 32. When there were great players at 12 to help them, they did not get compensation that justifies this move. This was a horrid First round on all levels. I'll, I'll pause Quasi. the negative feedback train there for a second. Uh, it's hard to disagree with that. Like, again, you passed up at 12. Are you telling me there wasn't one player that you... So you basically, at 12, looked at everyone who was still available and said, uh-uh, none of them, none of them. I'm going back 20 spots to 32. Yeah, I mean, look, the people who are pissed off and confused, I'm on board with them. I don't get it. I don't, this this feels like the Vikings got cute, and that's what Rick did. And I keep telling fans— I don't think Rick would have made this trade, actually. Well, I don't disagree with that, but I'm just saying Rick got cute a lot. And I keep saying on the show over and over, eventually we're going to find out that Quazy was hired because he's different than Rick in some way, and Quazy keeps proving me wrong. So, like, I get the frustration. I'm totally—I totally get it. Well, I want to— a couple things here. Let me let me get to Brian Orcutt here via the Scornoth app. I think sums up in about seven words the exact way that I feel, which is like the player. I absolutely hate the trade, and that's kind of where I'm at with this. In a vacuum, we talked about this on Purple Daily today. Lewis Seen is a really good player. He mm-hmm. was he was the leading tackler and defensive MVP of the national championship game for one of the great defenses in college football history. And so, in a vacuum, I. I am fine with Lewis seen and maybe even semi thrilled that they found a guy that plays at that level on that level of defense and seems to be a great character guy, intelligent, all those things. Um, And I will also say this. I like stockpiling picks, not seventh round picks, but if, if you can find ways to add more second, third and fourth round picks, you, you find really good starting caliber players within those rounds. I don't love the Vikings taking whatever it was, 13 sixth and seventh rounders over a two year stretch, 2019 20. But, you know, the draft tends to be a crapshoot even in the first and second round. So if you have more stabs at first, second, third, fourth round players, I think that helps you build your team. So, so I'm good on those two things. But I just think if you're going to move from 12 back to 32, I think you need more than one third round pick and move up 
12 spots in the second round. So I think Brian Orcutt nailed it. I like the player. Not in love with the trade. I like the player. I don't love the position. I don't know that that's, the safety position is one that I'm dying to give a fifth-year option to. I think a cornerback in my world would, would probably be preferable. Um, I guess here's my problem, too, though, at some point in time. When you trade back all the time or you or you trade back 20 spots from 12 to 32, my problem is this. Do you not trust yourself to have identified a potential star player at 12? Like, like, are you telling me I'd rather have? I mean, that's that's what Rick did. I'd rather have just more more chances. And you know what? In the fourth round or something, knock yourself out. Yeah, you you might be right. You might be wrong. But number twelve in the entire draft. Like we're talking about the world of football here. Yeah. And you're telling me that you're like I I don't really like any of these players. I just un, a, unless you definitively win that trade, which then I'm on board with. Like, if you pillaged the Lions, if we all came in, in here today and said, oh, boy, did Quazy get yeah. over on the, then I'm on board totally. But you didn't come close to that. Headline from the Lions SB Nation blog, Pride of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Detroit Lions swindled the Minnesota Vikings in a first-round trade. And then the sub-headline swindled. is, I love that word, dot, 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 and walked away with arguably the most talented receiver in the draft. That's how that's how the Lions fan blogs are seeing it this morning. Now they must have really had because obviously they they could have had Kyle Hamilton at twelve, and they just could have kept their their picks intact. Sure, but they they must have had Kyle Hamilton and Lewis Seen close enough on their board that having Lewis Seen and an additional third round pick and then move up a few spots in the second was yep. worth more to them than drafting Kyle Hamilton with the twelfth pick, which they could have right. Absolutely. The other thing that I don't that I don't like about this is I am not completely adverse to making trades with with teams in your division, but I will say this. This seems to me to be an interesting gamble. Um if this guy flops, hey, great. That that's great for for the Vikings. But if he doesn't flop, like let's just say he's damn good. Let's just say he deserved to be the 12th pick. You've got to now face this guy twice a year for quite a while. And this is a passing league. And if the Lions ever get the quarterback right, and I mean, these are all ifs, but if they ever get the quarterback right, you are now in a league that favors passing, that purposely sets up rules that are going to go against your defensive backs. And this this guy is going to be potentially the beneficiary. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Of course, it also could be that the Lions are still incompetent and they whiff on a lot of high-profile first-round wide receivers. True. And maybe this is another one. So Derek Nolan via the Score North app says, to fill Judd Declan, the whole Score North team. By the way, uh, our, our one of our other producers, Pat, who does a lot of video production, I think the over-under was you know two and a half times mistaking Pat for Declan. I saw at least five times. I saw people walk up to Pat confidently hey, Declan. introducing themselves to what they thought was Declan. I could easily make that mistake. <laughs> yeah, And I work with both of them and see and see them it's even more spooky when pat and i are both wearing like the same plaid button-up which we which i often do in in the office and and i get it he does look like my brother which is funny because brother liam's been on this show and 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 brother liam and i if if you were blindfolded you can kind of tell it we sound alike we look nothing alike nothing alike. that's hilarious he looks more like i do yeah he's maybe he's your brother and pat's actually my actual brother judd does have judd does have a kid yeah does have a kid liam 
Uh, so Derek says, uh, you know, to the Score North crew, thanks for an awesome time last night at Surly. We drove up from South Dakota. It did not disappoint. Thank you guys. No, thank you for making oh, yeah. a long drive from South Dakota. A little reflection after last night's trade and also seeing how the night played out. I can almost guarantee no team was offering their first round pick next year to move up. That's cool. We all kind of hoped, right? Oh, my God, they're moving back 20 right. spots. They for sure got a haul, a first round pick next year. Right. But he's saying that probably didn't happen. So we need to stop pretending like that was an option. I'm guessing they didn't like the wide receivers left on the board at 12 because a bunch went off before it got to the Vikings. So they did get good value for their trade by moving up 12 spots in the second round and getting an, uh, you know, an extra pick in the third. Uh, it's a win-win for me. Once again, thank you guys for an awesome night and giving us a place to celebrate our Vikings fandom. Um, yeah, I think it's so... if. If the Vikings had their eyes on wide receivers and cornerbacks at 12, mm-hmm. the board played out really bad for them. Because five of those guys, right, were off the board well, before for 12. Sure. Yeah. Corners like if, sure. if Stingley was high up. Right. If didn't two Ohio State receivers go before 12? To pull up the draft yes. order here. But like, and uh, Wilson. If, if Drake London was high, yeah. right? Like all yeah. those dudes were gone by the time it got to 12. So yeah. that's that's another thing we don't know is well, maybe they had three scenarios that just kind of went poof and they're like, all right, I guess we're trading back now. Right. But you still took, I don't know. I, I mean, I just, you went so far backwards though. And, and to the point that you brought up earlier, Phil, you didn't exactly win the trade and recoup. See, if I give you 12, you got to give me more on the back end of that trade. Like I need more from you that, than what they they got. The flip of second round picks is fine, but then I need something else besides your th- third round pick, or I'm not going to trade with th- that yeah. team because the assumption then is that Detroit was making the best offer, and I I'm sorry, I find that hard to believe that that, that was like the only one because it's not like that's a great uh, re- return for the Vikings. Well, but here's the other thing. Ordinarily, the biggest returns come when a team gets the quarterback itch, right? The the Kansas City Chiefs decide we're going to move up 17 spots for Pat Mahomes. The the Washington football team moves up because RG3 all those years ago. And so maybe the Vikings thought, oh, this will be great. If, if this, this, and this happens, and there's still Malik Willis on the board and Kenny Pickett, well, there's two or three teams, the Saints, the Steelers. There's going to be teams that are going to be competing with each other to move up. Right. And they obviously teams weren't jumping over each other to draft Malik Willis last night. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not to like paint the Vikings as victims or anything, but they, they kind of get screwed. Derek Stingley gone well, with the third pick. There was no fighting to move up for quarterbacks last night. So the but, offers probably weren't as juicy. But if that's the case internally, because you because you basically play out all possibilities, right? In that case, internally, I think that you have to say, what happens if all of these guys are gone by 12 and we get offers, but they're not good enough? Because in my opinion, the Lions offer not good enough. Yeah, and they disagree. Right. They think it was. Well, and they, yes, because I think they panic probably. And that's where I'm going to stand pat and say, okay, here's who I'm going to take there. Yeah. Mark via the Score North app here says, I want to apologize for many of my YouTube posts last night. 
I haven't combed through all of them yet because we were Dex. You had the screen, and yeah. Judd and I were kind of you know without the the I monitor there. He goes, my comments were inappropriate and harsh. I am embarrassed at some of them. Mark, dude, what happened? Fine, Mark. <laughs> you just freak out. I really lost Never it. Never apologize, <laughs> Mark. Never apologize. When you get into the surly, don't apologize later. He said, I really lost it with the trade, and maybe I wanted you and Judd to be more angry and fired up. You both seem much more measured and patient than you used to be, and maybe I wanted more fire. It's all good. Trade seems poor, but uh, but scene uh, looks like a very good player, and and will be for years before anyone I gotta go watch his, so. his stuff now. <laughs> Just go read his comments? Or, yeah, his comments. Just lighten this up. I yeah. was, um, and I remain perplexed. Like, it, it's hard It's hard for me right after a pick to, like, get, like, really mad or a, after a trade of that sort. Well, you won't know for three years draft. whether right. you should be mad or right. not. That's right, like, but, I think, but I think it's very fair to be perplexed. Listen, when the Timberwolves lose a 26-point lead in yeah. Game 3, I'm pissed yep. in the moment, and you all saw that. Mm-hmm. The draft is a crapshoot, so we all have opinions on guys, and we all have hopes, and we all think that I think Malik Willis has a huge ceiling. I think you get me know, But for the most part, even the front offices are kind of like, oh, these are all lottery tickets. We think this lottery ticket has a better chance to cash than that lottery ticket, but they're both lottery tickets. So to me, it's hard to get super worked up about anything that happens in the draft. It have to be, it would have to be something very, very, very specific, or like you need to draft a quarterback and then you right. don't. Or no, honestly, if I'm a Packer fan and they draft, they have two picks in the first round, and there's wide receivers all over the place, and they draft a freaking linebacker. Yeah, again, like a linebacker okay, too. I would be pissed about that if I were a Packer fan. I think it's hilarious because right. I'm not a Packer fan. Well, I'm mildly, I'm pissed. I, I'm just not. Apoplectic. And look, we all want to give Quazy and this new staff a chance. Like, like they're, they just got here. Yeah. Um, they're doing very little to make me feel confident. But, I mean, we're trying. Because if this had been Rick, like if Rick had done this exact thing, and to your point, he probably does not. But if he had, we would be like, oh, my God, typical Rick, right? But, I mean, there's no typical Quazy at this point. We don't know. And I'm trying to be like, let's be patient. Let's give him a chance. And then he just keeps confusing me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give Golf USA a chance, folks. Yeah. You know, maybe last night was the last of the really crappy Minnesota mm-hmm. winter weather. Yeah, the best deals of the year are under one roof on over 10,000 items new and used at Golf USA in Eden Prairie. A huge selection of clothing and shoes. I, I like to look good when I golf. Quasi had that tie on. I was kind of questioning it. When I golf, I look damn good, okay? That's what I care about. I don't care if I shoot over 100. I like to look good when I golf. And my friends at Golf USA are helping me out. They're locally owned and managed. Stop in this weekend. They're on the corner of Prairie Center and Flying Cloud Drive, Golf USA. Also, our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company have been helping us at Score North for a number of years here. They're one of our great partners. They've been helping business owners throughout the state of Minnesota and beyond for over 100 years. They're based in Owatonna since the early 1900s, and they specialize in very specific industries that they know and they appreciate, and they're not just trying to sell as many policies as possible. So uh, the connection they make with you on a human level and a business level is unlike anything you're going to find in the industry. Federatedinsurance.com to find a full list of those industries. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right. The feedback continues here with uh, Marty Lincoln via the Score North app. Missed the party last night. Looked like a great time at Surly. Can you and Judd dive into what the draft value chart uh, into what draft value chart 
Kwesi was looking at when making the trade with Detroit. In my opinion, how does a team jump 20 slots and not have to give up their 2023 first rounder? Look at the trade when the beard jumped up a few spots to get fields. Uh, sorry, Bears. The, the Bears. He misses the typo. James Harden traded <laughs> I was like, James yeah, Harden. What's going on with James Harden? <laughs> Uh, and ga- I just read what's on the prompter and gave up their 2022 first rounder. Please make it make some sense. So, all right, just on the draft value charts here, and Quasi has referenced them that, yeah, like we all kind of use them as starting points. So there's the the OG draft value chart was created by Jimmy Johnson like 30 years ago, right? And that's the one that's the most publicized. And according to that OG draft value chart, the Vikings got fleeced by the Lions by a couple hundred points or something. It was like by the equivalent of a second or third round pick or something. Mm-hmm. So I think according to that value chart, the way that that trade would be even is if the Vikings, I believe kept their second round pick or if the lions kicked in an extra, whatever pick yep. or two, sure. but there's some newer charts from ESPN and PFF that actually show it was more of an even trade or that the Vikings won the trade by the value equivalent of a fourth round pick. So Wow. I, again, it just you know, depends on take your value charts and shove them. This trade like doesn't charts. feel right. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I don't mind them, but I, but I. Uh, okay, here's my problem with sports: analytics and stats are awesome, and I think they're useful, and I think they're fun. But when that's all you go by, when it's just like the trade, I mean, at some point in time, you have to you have to look at who's available, right? Like. You're talking about the 12th pick, and you're telling me you didn't feel comfortable with anybody there, and so you made a trade that's even questionable. Yeah, I got. I feel like Quazy wants to be. He like he like he's friends with GMs, and he calls them, and he's trying to, and and it's like okay, this is a good trade for both of us. Screw that! It's the Detroit Lions. If I don't win the damn trade, we ain't making the trade. I don't care if this guy was my lifelong friend since kindergarten. If he works for the bleeping Detroit Lions, I'm winning that trade. Or we're not making it. This is sports. Yeah, I don't, I don't, the Lions, I know they're a division opponent, but they're the Lions, man. Like, if it was the, if it was the, the Packers are a more, despite the Packers' weird draft tendencies, and they have whiffed big time with positional value and drafting a quarterback, you know, a couple years ago, the Packers are a more savvy front office. I would avoid them in the draft. The Lions, who care? Like, are we all of a sudden to say that, oh my God, because the Lions identified Williams at twelve, that I don't love the trade, but I, right. I but like the Lions factor to me is not part of but why Li- I don't like the trade. But the Lions are are the kid who who has to give up his his lunch money to the bully, and now the the bully took took his dollar and gives him seventy five cents back. Or is the bully now engaging in nonviolent resistance? They see that's my problem, yeah, and that's okay. the problem. <laughs> I want violence here. <laughs> If you don't wake up and choose violence against the Detroit Lions, then what the hell are we doing? I mean, we got a guy who's shaving off kneecaps, and he got a stud <laughs> at second overall on Aiden Hutchinson and Jamison Williams. So they, they Okay, well, until they find someone to throw the ball to Williams, then... That's also true. You, you don't trust luck, Jared, Jared Goff? Goff? Yeah, good luck. Take their lunch money. Okay, Sandy Bovia, the Scorner Thap says, was, also, uh, was, was someone peeing behind you at last night's draft party? Not to my knowledge. I don't know. I was I, I was not go. turned around that Once. way. Did, I, yeah, I was did someone cl- go back I, there and take a leak well, at some you know point? What? It was it was probably the rain. She probably heard the rain. Okay, and probably mistaked it. Or for, someone made it rain. Or, or actually, someone <laughs> was peeing behind us. I honestly have no idea. Somebody might have made it rain. I yeah. don't want to say anything more. 
Uh, let's see here. Bob Christofono via the Scorner Thab says, do you think that the Vikings traded down to save money? What is the 12th pick paid and what is the 32nd Ooh, yeah. pick paid? They're cap strapped. Still doesn't absolve them from getting from not getting a 2023 pick as well. Looks like the new regime is in over its head and we'll have to wait a while for someone with experience to take control again. So Bob just Bob just accused the Vikings of saving money and just fired the front office for incompetence right there. I think where Bob is maybe on the right track and I'm not going to I'm not at the point of firing people yet, but I think where he is maybe going down the right path is what agenda are they serving? And like who's making the decisions? And how much does it, it just it doesn't feel like there's a what's the word I'm looking for? congruent plan in place here. It feels like they're trying to go down far too many paths and serve agendas and that's my that's my fear is is collaboration turning into actually too many chefs in the kitchen? I mean, there are a lot of sh- there's a couple of wolves in the kitchen. Yep, we know that for sure. And they got knives. Yeah. So and the, meat cleavers. The question on the salaries. I just found this on over the cap. Yep. The Vikings with the twelfth pick. So this is all slotted. You know, this changed like twelve or fifteen years ago. I think after the Bradford contract, yes. it used to be a negotiation. Where it was just a kind of a blank canvas, and, and guys would hold out, and then they came up with slotted salaries for the draft picks, and the twelfth pick in year one. Let's see here; these are rookie uh, rookie cap numbers by rounded picks. So this would be a three point six million dollar cap number at the twelfth pick, and the thirty second pick is a two point three million dollar cap number. Okay, so they save one point three million to the cap. On a two hundred eight million dollar salary cap or whatever, so it's it, it's not really a money saving move. At least, no, I don't think it is. Bad dad joke via the Scorn Earth app says the board yesterday could not have broken worse for the Vikings than it did. This is kind of what I said earlier. Hopefully, they rebound on day two and come away with Booth Junior, who's a a great cornerback. He's the twenty third player on the board for PFF, an edge rusher and a new starting center. Anything less, and I call this draft disappointing. You know, we kind of talked about that earlier. Man. I agree. The board broke yeah. very poorly for the Vikings. The board did break poorly, but I think that you have to be prepared then to say, what if we don't get a trade offer that we don't like? Do we feel forced into making said trade? And I just feel like they made a trade because they got too cute. They got too smart. Mm-hmm. I, I think there were guys there at 12 that I would have taken. I actually like this next comment. The best. This is a great way to sort of wrap this portion of Feedback Friday. We'll get to another section here, but... Jonathan Jepson via the Score North app. I was angry when they made the trade. Then I thought about how excited I was after last year's draft. And then about every other draft I've followed since 1997 and realized it's all a giant game of luck anyway. We've drafted a lot of players I was excited to have on the team who ended up being crap. We've drafted a lot of great players who we've lost to injuries, domestic assaults, bad surgeries, cancer. And that's you desert, right? Who knows how this is going to play out? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, that's a great perspective from Jonathan. Right it there. is fantastic. But just to be sports dad and bring you down a little bit, Jonathan, here, I think what the important thing is, let's look at the trends or let's look at the tendencies. That's probably a better term than trends because Quasi has not been in the job that long. Let's look at the tendencies of what he's doing and how it fits. And that's what concerns me more. So, yeah, I, I mean, if this was his first move, I wouldn't like it, but I would be a lot more deferential in how I talked about it. But there's a lot of things since he got the job that just flat out confuse me. 
And this continues the pattern of of sports day confusion. Okay. So that's so the, yeah because that point's a great point. It's the draft. It is. It's this is why I don't every year I'm mostly neutral on my yep. like I'll sway one way or the other like when it comes to value of a trade I might have a stronger take on something. No. The Vikings passed on this guy and drafted this guy. When the Vikings drafted Kevin Williams, were people excited? Not really. Oh, they're pissed because they no. missed their pick. You wound up becoming one of the great players in franchise history. No. I believe that they lost out on Ryan Sims, right? Didn't the Chiefs or I think the Chiefs grabbed Sims and the Jaguars, they actually fell two slots. Because I think Byron Leftwich went to Jacksonville and then the Vikings got back. So the team, team saw their chance to just sprint to the podium and get their picks in. Yes. So uh, feedback Friday continuing here with this, this next section is so we, that was sort of pissed off fans was the first section. This is a little bit more specific to the player in question at 12. So the Vikings, I think Quasi even said last night, I think he said this in his post game that Jamison Williams was someone that they had their eyes on as a potential, you know, draft pick. And then the lions wind up the confidence you have to have to move up 20 picks to Jack Jamison Williams. So a lot of stuff coming in about him. Let's start with a couple of these here. Robert B via the Scorner Thap says, of all the tradebacks in her division, mm-hmm. to give up a world-class player like Williams or Hamilton for what? Nothing? Spielman reincarnated. I am losing faith in this whole team. Team 500. And then Steve Graff jumps in. I'll read a few of these and we can talk about this. Uh, Steve Graff via the Scorner Thap says, when a division foe wants to move up 20 picks into your first-round spot, the proper response is to tell them to bend over and say, thank you, sir, may I have another, until you're satisfied they have nothing more to give. I can't envision or remember any competent GM getting fleeced this badly by the team wanting to move up. Point values get thrown out when trading in division, and he had to make them pay up, and they didn't. This one will be frustrating for years. Williams will, of course, now own the Vikings, just our luck. And then Ken Olson via the Scornothap says, when I woke up this morning, the very first thing that popped into my head was, we we gave Detroit arguably the best player in the draft for a third-round pick. I am still pissed. Is Jamison Williams going to come back and haunt the Vikings? Or would he have been, on the flip side, someone that could have elevated the Vikings offense to where we would like it to be? Well, let's start going backwards then, because question two, I think, is is very possible. Like that, that's the exact, it's the exact type of pick that we were talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, long-term Thielen replacement, just as importantly, short-term, w- once he comes back, a guy that can be plugged in and contribute. So, yes, I mean, I would have been, would I have been, if you had told me last night, if you had said, Judd, the board's not going to fall great. It's not going to be a disaster. Like, let's not pretend it's a disaster. But, at 12, they're going to take Jamison Williams. I would have said, oh, v- cool. I like that. Like, that's how we've been thinking. We've been talking about that for a month on this show. Um, is he going to come back and haunt him? I don't know. Do I Do I agree that Quasi should have said, <clears throat> and the collaborators, his band, his Quasi and the collaborators. backup band. I love that. Quasi and the collaborators mm-hmm. should have said to the Lions, we got to get more. We need it. We need more. We need your 2023 first round pick. Oh, and if we don't get that, don't. there is no trade. No trade. Because you know, you know. Quasi thinks quick. <laughs> Quasi and the collaborators. Quasi and the collaborators. That's right. work, boys. Thank you so much. You got, you've been a great crowd. We just got Detroit's 2023 first round pick. 
I do agree with that about a division trade, especially with a team like the Lions. Okay, I'm just, again, different front office with the Lions and different coach, you know, because they fire everyone every two or three years or whatever it is. But, okay, they nailed Calvin Johnson back in 2007. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they, they definitely nailed him. But as I go through their history as a franchise, when they draft receivers in the first or second round, okay, now Calvin Calvin makes up for a lot of this. So they, they you know, he's one of the greatest receivers of all time. Absolutely. But I'm just going back 15 years here. The non-Calvin Johnson receivers, here they are, first and second round. Charles Rogers, Roy Williams, mm-hmm. Mike Williams, mm-hmm. Titus Young, Ryan Broyles. Those are just epic busts. So they've got one Hall of Famer that quit football early because the franchise was such a dumpster fire. Yep. And then five absolute historical train wreck busts in the first and second rounds. So, again, different front office, different era. It's You, you can't necessarily hold Charles Rogers 20 years ago against this regime with the Lions, but it is the Lions. So I'm not... If it was, a, if it was the Patriots, if it was the Rams or something, I, I would feel like, ooh... It's like trading with, there's certain teams in baseball you don't want to trade with. You know? Usually the Tampa Bay Rays, although I think the Twins got the best of the Joe Ryan trade. Mm-hmm. So, the, so I guess the first part of my assessment is I don't fear the Lions part of this as much, but I, I think it's, it's less about, oh my God, the Lions got Jamison Williams, now he's going to haunt the Vikings, which may or may not happen. And it's more about the Vikings had a chance to have maybe three of the top 15 wide receivers in the NFL in a system that runs more three wide receiver sets than any team in the NFL. Jamison Williams, before the injury, was regarded as the number one wide receiver in this draft. This dude averaged 20 yards per reception at Alabama his junior year last year against some of the best teams in the country. 15 touchdowns, 1,600 yards. He's one of the best downfield threats. So I... I think the Lions are going to find a way to screw this up because Jared Goff's the quarterback, and I don't know, Dan Campbell seems like a great offensive line coach or something, but I don't know that they're going to maximize this talent. I think the Vikings would have. Yeah. I, I like I, Jamison Williams better with the Vikings than I do with the Lions. So I'm, it's more about what the Vikings may have missed out on here than what the Lions are, are gaining. And I would not mind this trade if the Vikings had gotten more. Like, that's my whole thing is yeah. just, just from a starting point, uh, forget the player for a second. Let's just go to what the trade was. That's where that's where my confusion and not liking it starts. Richard Benson here via the Score North app says, Greetings, gentlemen. I was ready to congratulate Phil on the Vikes taking a receiver at the 12th pick. <laughs> then I was ready to get stoked when they took Malik Willis at pick 32. Now I sit here somewhat befuddled. I watched the entire Purple Daily Live podcast last night on YouTube. Thank you. you guys did a very good job. Thank you. I guess there's still a chance to get a quarterback at pick 34, but I admit it looks very doubtful. What bothers me the most is that I have been all in on Quasey from the beginning, and I feel like he hasn't shown me anything really special yet. So there's a lot to pick apart here, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's... I, he's made moves, and they haven't played games yet. So we can sit here and we can dissect the moves, and right now it's basically, what do we think as fans and talking heads... And then what does he think as the GM of one of 32 NFL football teams in the world? And it won't play out until they play actual games. And it might not. And I'm talking about the free agents. I'm talking about the draft picks. I'm talking about the Kirk Cousins re-signing. 
we can sit here and have opinions all day, but to, to have a definitive, to have your mind made up to say that well, he hasn't shown us anything yet. Well, they haven't played games yet. Maybe he's right about some of this stuff. Oh, I, I'm still I'm still a believer in Quasi. I you know I'm a little perplexed at a couple things here and there, but oh, let's let it play out and see. I don't like what the franchise is doing, and th- that goes beyond Quasi because I. So I'm willing to give him last night. I think that was probably him and and his collaborators. But beyond that, beyond that, <laughs> why would you sign Cousins? Back for another season. It's things like that. I mean, I just, I really think that there is a disconnect here. I think Rick was fired because they really felt the need to have a lot of people have a say. And in pro sports, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like what they have done. I don't like um, the philosophy of, well, we think we're going to be super competitive and we can win a Super Bowl in 2022, which I completely disagree with. But yet we're we're not going to take the best player at twelve, and we're going to trade back, and we're going to trade back so far, and then we're going to take a safety. It just it feels like there's a lot of different people making decisions based on what they think, and because of the new culture there and the collaborating, everyone sort of gets their say, and then they do things based on that. Because the the cousins thing to me feels like a Wilf thing. But you're, I I still think you're you're mistaking taking input from smart people that you have on your staff with everyone's opinion is equal to yours. I I, I want him to take. I, I don't want him to just sit in his office and make decisions no. without getting input from scouts and other people. And but I don't want his capologists. But it feels. But no, no, he should get input. But it feels like it goes way beyond that. It feels like the Wilfs are like, we got to win now. We can win now. Let's do this. And so they bring guys back. They are not. There does not seem to be a plan here in place for how they're going to get to a Super Bowl. There seems to be a plan in place to continue doing what they were doing previously with people who are probably more pleasant to be around than Mike and Rick. Do you think, uh, do you think Mark Wilf is really the shadow general manager of the Vikings right now? I think the Wilfs have a huge say. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I never accused them of this before, but yeah, I think that there is a, I think the Wilfs want everybody to play nice. And that means that they're also coming in and saying we can win now. There's no reason why we can't. It goes back to what we've discussed for a long time now, which is they've convinced themselves that Zim was the devil. And if Zim's just out of that building, everything's going to work itself out. But I'm not blaming Kwesi solely. To be clear here, I don't like what he did last night necessarily, but I'm not saying this is all on him. I'm saying I think the Wilfs see him as a means to also execute what their plan is, and I don't know that their plan is better than just being super fans. Yeah. You know, so I saw Sam, Sam Munson. Someone sent me a clip of the, the Pro Football Focus live stream last night with PFF Sam Munson, friend of the of the brand here, and Steve, is it Steve Palazzolo, PFF Steve? Yeah. And they did a few minutes on the Vikings after the trade, and, and Sam, Sam went on this rant. <laughs> He just kind of went off. He was like, okay, and I'm not going to do the Irish accent because he has a great Irish accent, but the Vikings are just in a rowboat going in circles, just rowing in circles, rowing in circles. And then they decided, okay, we can't keep going in circles anymore, so let's bring the oars into the boat and let's fire the guy that was rowing the boat or or the guys that were rowing the boat. Yep. And then let's put some new guys in the same boat and just drop the oars in the same water and just keep rowing in circles. <laughs> and yeah, I get that that's how it kind of feels right now, but there's so many things behind the scenes that 
They're looking to change. They're looking to change the. And you might laugh at some of this. They're looking to change the way they communicate with players. They think they can maximize some of the same players more than the previous coaching staff did, and that's a you know that's a lot to gamble on as your roster, especially defensively, right. starts to age. But that's one of the things that they think they can do. I think they can maximize it more too. By the way. Um, but yeah, a lot of the things on paper look very Rick Spielman-esque. Trading back in the draft, go getting, going, getting a linebacker and defensive tackle in free agency. Yep, you know, kind of piecemealing the offensive line again with some scrap heap players, free agency. Well, and so. and my problem too is they allowed the players to tell them what the reality of the players was, and at at some point in time, you need to clean players out. And, and look, you can't have a culture as bad as the Vikings became and then just blame, oh, it's all on Mike and Rick. And once where players always say what players want and what their own agenda is, and that doesn't mean that that is the direction to go down. See, let's see, 2016 wild, comma, Minnesota. Yeah. They told you what was what. And guess what? That's BS. Get out of here. You're gone. And, you know, what Kendricks did still rubs me the wrong way. And he does a lot of good. And I think he's a very smart man. But, for for him to have been as team, team, team as he was, and then literally the day that Mike is fired tells you culture of fear. You're gone, dude. Like, that's not, that, that doesn't fly with me. Then if it was that bad, then you had to have a bigger voice then. Don't get Mike out the door and say, culture of fear. So you were afraid Mike was going to cut you, Eric? Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're a first-year player, totally get that. Shut up, sit down. But if you're a leader and you allowed everything to go on behind the scenes and now you're going to clean it up and make it very clear this was all Mike's fault, I, that completely, from, to me, uh, is a respect factor that I think is gone. You and I, I'm glad we're going down this path because you and I are fully aligned on this. Like, there's so many people that think, well, what are you supposed to do? Your boss won't let you lead. That's not – this is different. This isn't working in an office building. This isn't – and by the way, even in your office building, if your boss is being a jackass and not letting people – you you can definitely speak up. You can manage up. There's there's ways to not just go in and put your head down and go into your cubicle, right? So, you know, Kirk Cousins, Eric Kendricks. Well, what are they supposed to do? The coach was a tyrant and led a culture of fear. I don't know. You guys are all adults. You have just as much leverage as great players in the organization as the coach that's not winning games anymore. Correct. So, yeah, why was some of that stuff... Why did the ownership not even know that the general manager and the coach weren't speaking to each other? So some some of this is going to get fixed by just having better communication with the GM and, the, and a better relationship. But to your point about the players, what kind of leaders are you guys if you just sort of let this happen and didn't step up and manage up and make your voice heard? The New York Big Giants go. team that people compare, like, well, if the New York Giants can make a run in 2007, their quarterback can get hot. Why can't the Vikings? Well, guess what? The leaders of that team before that season started went to their tyrant culture of fear coach and said, guy, we ain't going to play for you anymore. And and Tom Coughlin said, okay, let's talk. What do you need me to do? I'm here. We all want the same thing. We want to win, right? And the other thing that you have to be careful about because athletes are prone to this is they they basically tell you what was, was what and how it's going to improve. And then, and then, when people who are more um, open to listening to them come in, guess what they do? They try to run things. And there is nothing worse than allowing players to run things. There's a difference between all being on the same page, 
But that whole thing of, well, Zimmer was a tyrant and now he's gone is also sometimes an entree to be like, okay, now we got who we want and now we're going to push. There's just a lot of, there's a lot of red flags in sports that come up that I don't know that people read correctly. This reminds me of the comment that Kyrie Irving made a couple days ago after the Nets got swept. And he, he said, you know, yeah, I definitely plan on coming back and I want to play here again. And, you know, me and Kevin Durant are really looking forward to continuing to build this franchise with our partners in the front office. It's like, what? Yeah, exactly. You're, you're what? Yep. <laughs> no, dude, you're, you're a player. Yep. Uh, okay. I work, as we keep going through these comments here, the other thing that Richard Benson said was, I still think there's a chance they pick a quarterback at 34, but it looks very doubtful. The quarterbacks, there's so one quarterback in the first round. I don't know how long it's been since we've only seen one quarterback in the first round. But Malik Willis, Matt Corral, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, Carson Strong, those are basically the next five quarterbacks on most draft boards. The Vikings have three picks tonight. Is there any chance they take a quarterback? By the way, fan duel on the odds of the five players that could go at pick 34, the leading candidate. Malik Willis at minus 150. To the Vikings. To the Vikings, pick number 34. Really? Malik Willis, minus 150. Andrew Booth, plus 500. Kyler Gordon, plus 750. N'Kobe Dean, plus 1,500. Interesting. So I'll go back to what I said earlier. I can't remember if it was Purple Daily or Mackie and Judd, but if Mal- so Malik Willis has been deemed by every team as a project at this point. If, if he was just ready-made, ready to step in and just be Malik Willis in the NFL, he would have been a first-round pick, and he would have been a, a first-round pick that gets a 50-year option on his rookie-scale contract. So if you have the 32nd and 34th picks and you like Malik Willis, why would you not draft Malik Willis with the 32nd pick to get the 50-year option on a project quarterback that needs extra time to develop? That's why this is weird to me. If they did it, yeah. listen, I'll celebrate, and it'll be a freaking blast, and it'll be great to talk about, but... Wouldn't that be a miss? Am I missing something? Wouldn't that be a misstep? Why would you, unless they feared that who's picking 33rd Tampa? Maybe they feared that the, the, the team picking 33rd was going to draft Lewis scene. But if you're sold on the quarterback, you take that chance. Well, but they're, they're not sold on the quarterback. Otherwise they would have taken him. At right. 12, but if you're right? going to take him, but if you're going to take him, uh, it, it still does not make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. You have to get the fifth year. If, now, listen, if you have the 32nd pick and the yeah. 49th pick, all right, control. okay, well, maybe we're not quite sure enough to draft him with the 32nd pick and if he's still there at 49. But if you literally have a, a one-pick gap between the two, but one of them you get a fifth-year option, the other one you don't, why would you not take the quarterback at 32? So are those odds guessing, or is there steam towards that becoming a reality that the Vikings take him? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's per fan duel, so they're I, obviously I, looking at it from a betting side, but I mean... The fact he's minus one and like the difference, like Booth is plus five hundred, and he's the second most likely to go. That's now, a huge gap. That's amazing. Now, if I take those odds and put the bet down because I think that the Vikings are going to trade that pick and and he's going to be picked by a different team, do I still win? No. Okay. No. So it has to be the Vikings yeah. at thirty four. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Fascinating. I don't know, dude. I am as confused as I have been in a long time about what the strategies are here. Okay, Wade Brucklemeyer via the Scornarth app says, do you guys think ownership is behind the scenes pushing their own opinions and agendas, or is this all quasi? Is ownership too hands-on? I think so, 1,000%. I can't prove it, but, I mean, yes, it definitely feels like 
I cannot believe a football guy is doing all of the, these things. And a bigger surprise to me, if I, I was to find out this was all crazy, then what transpired last night would be the decision to run this much back. So, yes, I think that the Wolves lost track of this team in 2022, I th- or 21. I think that they basically uh, didn't know because of things going on probably with their soccer teams and elsewhere that the GM and coach quit talking, and it feels like, it feels like they're absentee parents that are back in their kids' lives now and are like, oh, we're back, and this is what you should do. I'm sorry. I cannot justify in my mind that a football guy looked at this roster and decided I'm going to run as much back. It just, I mean, it's football. It's constantly fluid. It changes. Even good teams you can't bring back, I don't think, as many guys as they brought back. So I feel like the Wills for the first time really have gotten super involved. I just thought of a fun Purple Daily episode for next week. We should do, I don't know, midweek next week or something. If the Vikings would have blown it up like Ryan Pace probably would have. Like he kind of stripped the Bears down, right? If they would have let's say or pulls. Pace pulls. Yeah, they're all right. Yeah. Fire, yeah. Yep. If if they would have traded Kirk, let's say, for a first and a third round pick or something. Mm-hmm. And we can kind of make up what the pick would have been. Mm-hmm. What would the draft have looked like for the Vikings? You know, you don't have to answer now, but it's kind of sure. a fun thing to think about if they if they win oh, needing a maybe they had signed a Marcus Mariota, but they're still in the market. Like like the Steelers signed Mitch Trubisky. Yep. They still drafted Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I got takes. What would the what would the whole thing have looked like? I oh, I like that. Interesting. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it next week. I love that idea. All right, boys. Feedback Friday here. Every single week. We turn the show over to you guys. And uh, again, if you missed the live purple daily no twins four and questions? a half hour extravaganza, I'm sorry. Seven game win streak first since two thousand eleven. No twins questions? All that time. They win again last night? Yeah. 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 Seven consecutive wins. They're hot. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. No, I'm genuinely happy. No for wild time. questions? Great. Big win last night. Well, tonight's gonna be ridiculous. Every team's in action tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Including mm-hmm. Vikings draft. And the Wild needs either a, a St. Louis a loss, so they need a they need a point. a point. Okay. They need a point. Or a St. Louis loss. Right? I thought the Blues did the Blues already finish their season? No, the Blues play tonight against the Golden Knights. Yeah, the Golden Knights. Yeah, they, they basically out. have to play a point ahead of the, the Blues. Blues. Yeah, okay. they can't be tied. They they will they will lose ultimately yep. if you they're will tied. Lose. You will lose. You will lose. All right. Cool. Thanks for hanging out with us, Mackie and Judd. And we will be live at least a couple times on the Purple Daily YouTube channel tonight, reacting to Vikings picks and Score North YouTube channel for a special Mackie and Judd Wolves vent line after game six. What are you doing? I'll okay. be drinking. That's yeah, not. No, we're done. <laughs> no, we're, done. we're done. We're done. We're done. God. Hurry into Ram Power Days and experience the raw power of the Ram 3500 with available best-in-class torque and towing among 350-3500 pickups when properly equipped. Strap yourself in for one powerful ride in the Ram TRX with the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. Or the Ram 1500, awarded number one in driver appeal among light-duty pickups by J.D. Power three years in a row. Hurry into Ram Power Days going on now. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards.